before Superbad, before Krypton exploded, but after Krypton airs on the Sci-Fi Channel, it's our podcast after Krypton. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Mercy, the latest episode of Krypton, but there's no mercy mercy for you guys. No mercy for you guys, because you're going to have to listen to us talk about this episode. What's nice is they know how bad the show is, so they're like, you want mercy, and we're not going to give it to you. So I like to think that um, our podcast is like uh, an idyllic situation created by a parasitic uh, alien plant. (laughs) Mm. Who's the parasitic alien plant in this scenario, Justin? Uh I'll tell you what, I was going to say Pete, but um, when he's here, I'm not having fantastical thoughts. Oh, right. (laughs) So for some reason, uh, this is your first time tuning into our podcast. Justin and I like Krypton. Pete does not, and he's a real jerk about it. Uh, So let's stop enjoying that. I think the next episode is going to be entitled, You Wish You Could Quit, Don't You? But You Can't Quit Us. You Can't Stop. I would so like to challenge you. I'd like to challenge you on this this very podcast to find the bright, something you like about each different moment of this show. One thing, just one thing. It's a challenge. Every moment that's insane. Every beat we talk about. Every yeah. everything. Every like uh, thread. I could give you one an episode. Here's what I don't get. People work hard on things, right? Like, particularly with a TV show, whatever you think about it, whatever you think about the quality, they're spending hours and hours on set. They're putting together the sets. The production people are working hard. The writers are working hard. Everybody is working very, very hard. And then you, Pete, you get on a podcast for half an hour and shit on all their hard work as if it doesn't even matter. How would you feel if the cast of Krypton got together and did a podcast about how bad your podcasting is? Pete. I would listen to it, you know, see how right they were, and then maybe I would change my ways. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Bad. Real full of yourself over there. All right. We're well, going to I can't wait to listen to the Krypton, the After Krypton Reaction <laughs> podcast. <laughs> and especially the recap portion. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they'd be wasting their time doing that. They probably have far more important things to do with their time because, you know what? They're very good at their jobs, you asshole, Pete. Let's talk about the recap of what's gone into this episode so far since lots of stuff has been happening on the planet. First of all, there's a dude named Segal. He is Superman's grandpa. He was trapped in the Phantom Zone with Brainiac for a very long time, managed to escape, but brought a little bit of Brainiac back with him. Brainiac escaped... Yeah, a Brainiac escaped. Brainiac. <laughs> uh, a little touch, a touch of the old a Brainiac. Oh, yeah, I would say a Brainiac. dash is the proper amount that was there. A pinch. See, there you go. Given cooking advice, Pete, that's very, uh, that's very positive. So uh, Brainiac uh, managed to escape from Seg's neck last episode and <laughs> recreated his ship and took Seg's baby, who turns out, with a surprise twist, turns out to be Jor-El, Superman's dad. Not too much of a twist, because this is an interesting, this is a little recap for you guys. Uh, grandfathers are the fathers of fathers, and fathers are the fathers of kids. Uh, so Holy that's kind of how that works. Wow, yeah. I've never heard dude, someone that. lay it out like that, and that's genius. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, it's also the most confusing way of laying it out. So uh, Jor-El got <laughs> stolen by Brainiac. He's missing. The mother of Jor-El is Nisavex. Nisavex has kind of a flirtation, kind of a romantic thing going on with Segel, but he's a little distracted because he's in love with Lyta Zod, the mother of Druzod. Druzod is General Zod, as we know him from the con- comics continuity. It's now, funny his name as- is Drew. That's such yeah. a dorky name. Apologies <laughs> to any Druze out there. But, do you uh, think? Do you think every time you hear Druzad? Because I uh, swear to God, every time they say Druzad in my head, I go Drew Hill, Drew Hill. Oh, really? Wow. I think I think Andruzad, and I'm like oh. Andy Zod. I'm a little <laughs> Andy Zod. I think I'm a big deal. Hmm. That's interesting. We all think different things. I just think about how ridiculous it is that his mother is younger than him, and they can look at each other with a straight face and be like, "Mom." Similar to how I just ranted about the cast, some people's moms are younger than them, and I don't think you should go on a podcast and assault them, Pete. Yeah, that's ageist, Pete. Yeah. You're you're anti-paradoxical relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll tell you what, our relationship is a little paradoxical at best. So previously, Lightazad had, uh, we thought, had her throat slit. She had been killed. Everybody thought she was dead. Uh, yep. Turns out the reports Because they kept showing it been, over and over. Yeah, well, it turns out the reports of her death have been greatly exaggerated, as we'll okay. get into in a moment. Uh, but everybody has been warning her uh, from Seg to Nissa uh, to even Druzad, seemingly, who has been using it as an excuse to wage war on the entire universe. Also mourning him are uh, Lida are her mother, Janazad, and I keep getting this wrong. Uh, Dev? Dev. Dev. This one's Dev. Okay, so Dev and Jaina. Dev was the betrothed of Lightazad. He's been traveling along with Janazad, uh, wow. pretending to be Sagittari, which are soldiers, and uh, trying to free Krypton, specifically the city of Kandor, from General Zod's influence. Yes, Pete. How I remember it's Dev is he was the guy who was imaginary for a while and then became real. No, that's Val. Oh, right. Val also did that. But also that's not that was her brother. And uh, he he's a different person. That's Jaina's brother that she thought she was wandering. She thought he was wandering the wasteland with him. But that was um, something she was making up. It's fine, though, Pete. It's a good time in America to be a racist, so you're all good. Don't even wow. worry about it. I remember Dev by thinking of Dev, Devin, Kevin, Kevin, and he's home alone because <laughs> he's all alone because Lyda has left him. Uh, you're, you're making me hate this show now. Uh, so <laughs> Just a little memory trick. They, uh, the other thing that's going on is you guys might know a little creature called Doomsday, who is an unstoppable weapon. Turns out he's an unstoppable weapon with a heart. As we found out last episode, <laughs> he was created from a regular Kryptonian, killed a bunch of times. Every time he came back, he came back over stronger. 400. 400, over 400? Yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah, oh, I forgot that. Good memory, Pete. Mm-hmm. See, that's there's good. another that's positive. positive thing. You're remembering things about this show. <laughs> yeah, so, over 455 times was the last time we checked in about that. That is correct. There you go. So uh, Doomsday, though, has been knocked out by Zod using an enormous super soaker, right? That's what we decided yes. it was. Yes. 
knock him out and is trying to use him as a weapon to continue to take over the universe. Uh, So he's been kind of checking in on his brain and seeing what he can do there. And that's probably all you need to know to get into this episode. There is, yeah, there are other characters named Cam and Adam Strange who don't show up here, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So this is actually a pretty simple episode, I thought. Yeah. And a good one. You liked it? I did like it. What did you like about it? Um, I liked the way that they... uh, The reveal of the Black Mercy um, halfway through, Mm -hmm. I was really pleasantly surprised by that. A great piece of Superman mythology um, from the famous uh, story, What Do You Get for the Man Who Has Everything? Is that what it's called? Uh, Yeah. It's either that or the man who has everything. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's probably the man who has everything. It's a gift from... uh, uh, for Superman, um, where he got the Black Mercy, where he was out uh, able to live his his dream life on Krypton, and we get a, a fun take on that by having General Zod secretly had cloned Lyda, kept her alive, and given her the Black Mercy so that she can live out her fantasy that we get to see throughout the episode of running away with Sag uh, to Kryptonopolis and having a nice life, where he proposes, everyone's happy, until that starts falling apart. Hey, did you... Uh, real quick, you didn't think it was, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A dumb, the fact that uh, all of a sudden the person that we thought was dead was just like revealed, oh, I cloned her a while ago. And even though I've been freaking out about it, I've been pretending the whole time. I hear that. But what I liked about it was it makes sense because Zod, uh, we, we kept complaining like it feels ridiculous that Zod would let Lyda die since that's his mom and she needs to have him. And this makes sense that he would preemptively um, capture her, keep her like on ice basically with the Black Mercy, protecting her so that she can live long enough to give birth to him. Yeah, and I, I would also say there's two other additional things there. One General Zod can use this as an excuse to wage war on the rebels on Wegthor, be absolutely brutal about it. So strategically, that makes a lot of sense from him because he is trying to win over the hearts and minds of the regular Kryptonians. And also, cloning has already been introduced. Nissa Vex is a clone. She was... I don't think she... She doesn't know how many times she was cloned necessarily, but her father definitely cloned her after she died in a, I want to say... Car accident, but probably a skimmer accident. Yeah, skimmer. Very cool way to travel. Yeah, so that's already been established on the show. So that part actually made sense to me. Like, I think Segs into clones. Then Uh, he's into Nissa. He's into Lyda. He's like a clone guy. Yeah, there was that line where Seg says, "If you see a clone, I'm down to bone." Oh, that's true. Come on, man. Great what? line. He said it. That was dialogue uh, oh, I'm the from the show. And you're going to say things like that? That's cool. <laughs> and I think, and I've never said this before, but I th- on Krypton, that's actually what the S stands for. <laughs> it says, if you're into clones, it's down to bone. <laughs> oh, my God. oh boy. Uh, so. Hey. Wait. Well, hold on. Uh, I, I just want to give a quick overview of the plot. Like, we started to go through it. Um, she's taken over by the Black Mercy. They need the Black Mercy because they want to use the venom that's inside the Black Mercy to take over Doomsday's mind. So, 
At the same time, that ends up weakening the Black Mercy enough for Elida to escape from it. She breaks out of the Black Mercy, breaks out of Zod's fortress. At the same time, Seg and Nyssa are headed over to Zod's fortress. Uh, They don't realize that Elida is live at all. Uh, And by the end of the episode, everybody is reunited and Zod has, in fact, taken control of Doomsday and is going to use him to get revenge on everybody. And that's basically the thrust of the episode. Uh, What were you going to say, Pete? Well, I was going to say something about what happened before that. Uh, I We got to answer the question of, like, you know, some people are like, oh, could you go back in time and kill somebody's baby? Brainiac answers that right away, like, yeah, I'll steal babies. I'm not above that. You know, I'll grab, you know, Superman's dad and, you know. Still babies. I'm, uh, you know, I'm an evil dude. So, I th- well, Bereniak is doing it because he. Uh, what I liked about that part of it is he's like, I know how. Rather than capturing a city to keep Krypton alive in my zoo, I'll capture um, at the a member of the L family who, now that he's been in Seg's brain, he realizes is sort of the best of all Krypton. So I thought that well, was cool. It sort of felt Superman-y without saying that. So you're yeah. saying what? Wait, you're saying uh, stealing babies is cool. That's what you're saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm on Brainiac's side. That's why I like no, I love Justin, it. No, what Justin's saying is it's more efficient. They actually used to do that with zoos back in the day. Back in the day, the zookeepers would be like, we need some eagles, and they'd take an entire mountain and bring it over to the zoo. And that was yeah. pretty fucked up, and there wasn't a lot of room there. And then one dude was like, what if we just got one eagle or like a pair of eagles instead of their entire habitat? And the zookeepers were like, you know what? That's going to save a lot of money. And it's the same thing with Brainiac. This is the uh, secret origin of zoos and also a prequel to We Bought a Zoo starring Matt Damon. <laughs> Krypton. Uh, Zelvin, you should apologize to the people who listen who uh, own zoos and run zoos in a proper manner. You, you know? mean Matt Damon? Yeah. 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 I know he listens to the podcast because he will not stop texting me about it. And he's like, why is Pete so mean? People work hard on sets like I did on We Bought a Zoo. (laughs) So he does always relate everything back to that movie. Now I gotta go watch that movie to see if you're making fun of a horrible movie or a good movie. Here's the thing. Nobody knows. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody saw that movie. Yeah, uh, they saw the poster though. They saw the name. That's pretty much it. So well, I, I made I, a movie called "We Bought a Ticket to We Bought a Zoo," and that <laughs> crushed. Oh, nice. Uh, that's something to Cameron Crow about. Oh boy. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Oh yes, the Black Mercy. Okay, I didn't love just structurally the way this played out. I agree with you. I thought uh, seeing the Black Mercy. That was a great reveal. I have already said multiple times on this podcast that I have no filter, completely geek out about Superman stuff. So that was fun. I loved the reveal there. I loved mostly the way it played out. But there was a certain point about halfway through the episode that they started recapping information we already knew, specifically when Lyda encountered Dev and Jaina. They were like, how are you alive? And she's like, well, funny thing. I agree with you. Fifteen minutes that, earlier in the episode, here's what happened. It, well, it's not even that they were recapping the thing. It was they started telling us the story of her Black Mercy dream, and then she woke up, and then we flash back to something uh, to how she got out of it. But we already knew she got out of it. Is what you're saying, right? 
Yes, exactly. That, there was that. And then we also flash back to how she got in it, which is basically General Zod beat the shit out of her until she fell unconscious. And then he stuck the flower on her. Well, which, he choked the shit out of her. Until it, she yeah, it just all felt like information we didn't need. Like we were already on board. We were already up to speed with what was happening. But that's a classic mother versus time displaced older son in a militaristic culture fighting sequence. Like it, that's a mm-hmm. very normal thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that's is a pretty standard classic. trope. Yes. Can I, can I ask you why we're still talking about, uh, what is it, Black Mercy? Yeah. Yes. Um, so when the sh- episode ends and he's just kind of staring at it, did you guys think that he was just going to be like, well, fuck my life. I'm just going to Black Mercy it up and just, you know, dream about how I take over worlds. No. That would be ended f- with him just staring at Black Mercy and then kind of looking off into the distance. I'll what tell you, you what, General Zod just giving up would be a weird choice. Yeah. Then they all like just hang oh, out. I'm sorry, for the last that's too episodes. crazy. That's too crazy of a. No, well, that's what? the opposite of crazy. That's like General Zod's like, I'm going to put this Black Mercy on myself. And then Brainiac comes out and is like, actually, I don't need your baby. <laughs> And yeah. Doomsday says, I'm a regular guy now. <laughs> We're all one I, big family. Let's all go uh, have coffee at Central Perk in an episode of Friends. Speaking of friends. nice places, why doesn't everybody on Krypton live in Kryptonopolis? Because that uh, seems yeah. much nicer. Wait, guys, seriously, what did you think the ending meant, though? Well, let's get to the ending when we get there, because um, I have some thoughts on that, too. But to answer Alex's question, um, well, it's like, why, does, why doesn't everybody... Uh, there are plenty of cities on Earth that are, like, sort of bad. So, uh, to your point, why doesn't everybody just live in, like, Fort Lauderdale? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> the best city in America. That was the first thing you could think of. Well, the weather's nice. Yeah. I was born uh, in Fort it? Lauderdale. What? Were you really? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh, That's my that explains origin. explains a lot. Yeah. yeah Why doesn't everybody Florida live man. in a swab? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What was your question, Pete? What was going on? Uh, wait. I I got confused by this whole, uh, we went on a tangent. I had something to say before that, and I don't know. Not we, we went on a tangent. We bought a zoo. That's the name of the movie. We went on a tangent is the name of our movie. No, we'll talk. <laughs> we are, you wanted to talk about the end, Pete. Let's talk about it in a second. Um, there are a couple other things I want to talk about. So in general, you guys didn't like the Black Mercy fantasy stuff? I, I like the first half of it. I like the stuff that was in line <laughs> with the Black Glass Mercy. Glass and I don't, but I, I liked it up until we started to get those flashbacks because I felt like there was probably a better way of working that into the episode and getting her to break out rather than having her explain it. It, it just it it took me out of it because it was a weird order. But up yeah. until then, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it was a little weird. I agree. It was a little topsy turvy to have her be in out and then talk about being in again and then show her just being out. But she's it pretty also, badass. Uh, Well, uh, the only other thing that I wanted to say, not to keep slamming this, but it felt like it was feeding us the information. Like they had the flashback to injecting the Black Mercy. She's like, I don't know how I broke out. Just something seemed to weaken. And then we got that flash of the lady scientist injecting the Black Mercy. And I, I don't know. I felt like that was undervaluing the intelligence of the audience. To me, it felt like we know that's why that's happening. We understand that you don't need to tell us that. Yeah. 
anyway. that's fair, I think. Um, it, it was also very convenient that Lyda uh, came out, emerged just in time to save Jaina and Dev. Yeah, um, that's right. And then immediately fall over. Well, she was tired. She just she pulled a, a, like a daffodil out of her throat. Uh, so that's I not... was super impressed. She's been lying down for months, and she's immediately able to get up and kick the crap out of a guard. Very impressive stuff. Yeah. yeah. No. Also, why did she uh, fight the guard? Wouldn't she wake up and be like, hey, it's me, Lyda. Uh, I was running the whole army for a while. You should recognize me. We shouldn't fight. No, because <laughs> that's her whole fight with Zod, right? That he's out of control, and he shouldn't be doing what he's doing. So... She's already in a bad place, comes out, realizes he's stuck an evil flower on her. Uh, yeah. Plus, they're always beating up the guards. Yeah. yeah those poor Sagittarii. Uh, what else a- did you want to say, though, Justin? There are a couple of other points you wanted to bring up. Um, yeah. Um, so what did you guys think? at the So the end of the episode, uh, Seg, is, uh, Seg is in with Nyssa in a jail cell that Dev just fonzes Arthur yeah, Fonzarelli's way out of it. Yeah, punches open the jail cell. Which I was like, whoa, cool move. Well, he has a uh, robotic or metal hand or whatever, right? He does, because uh, as you even see in this episode, uh, Lyda got his arm blown off. But uh, I thought that was just, it looked funny to have him punch it three times as if he knew that would break it. And then it did. Uh, But right before that, he um, The first time it was like he was knocking, which I thought was super polite. Well, you know, you never know. It's a couple. They're sort of a couple. They could be like kissing. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the prison uh, cells are rocking, don't come a-knocking. Yeah, Dead. I yeah. thought it was going to be one of those things where Light as Odd was going to roll up on them just as they were kissing, but they didn't do that move. No, but they did something sort of worse where uh, Seg was just like, Nissa, whatever happens, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to be by your side at all times. And then like his ex-girlfriend <laughs> walks in the room. He's like, oh, hey. Uh, so they're really pushing the love triangle where we have Super Hard. Archie. Um, and then his uh, Space Veronica and uh, Army Betty, and he goes with Army Betty. Do you, will you really reverse that? I, just hair color-wise, I thought you were saying that Light Azad was Veronica. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Light Azad's sort of the girl next door, while Nissa mm-hmm. is the sort mm-hmm. of uptown girl um, coming from the high-end uh, part of the society. Sort of I disagree, like living man. in an uptown world? Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Nissa was like evil before, you know, uh, and that was kind of like Veronica was like that cutthroat businesswoman. That's this is a saying. weird thing that we're debating. Uh, but do you think this is going to push Nissa back to being evil? Honestly, I hope that we come out of this with a Seg Nissa relationship. Mm. Me too. Uh, um, they do really? So I hope that they don't just forget about the baby for an episode because. That would be ridiculous. I don't uh, think I, that we're in danger of that happening. I would like to talk about one positive thing that uh, I liked. Okay. The uh, space lasers war where it was very much like pew, pew, pew sound effects. I thought that was just, you know, that's a lot of fun. Oh, the f- sort of Ocean's eleven fight sequence from earlier in the episode. Uh, was it early in the episode when they kind of stormed the... With Jaina and Dav and Seg and Nyssa? Yeah, yeah. Where Seg and Nissa end up being like, take us, we're, we're yeah, trapped. quickly surrender, just give up out of nowhere. Yeah. So I, I have a question. This is a slightly different thing, and this is something we talked about the last episode as well. But I have a question about Druzad's parentage in particular. Yes. 
It's a little tricky to talk about it based on any sort of evidence from this episode because the evidence that we get is in a Black Mercy dream, but we get to see them going through the cloning ceremony or whatever you want to call it, the codex machine, the binding, the binding, where uh, they take a little bit of blood from Lydazad and a little bit of blood from Zegel, and they get to see it grow up to be General Zod. And that's part of where Lydas starts to realize, oh, this is a nightmare, something's wrong here. Obviously, it's not real, but it did make me think if General Zod, Drew Zod, was created through the Codex machine, a very easy way of not having that happen and beating him is not doing that, Right. Right, and well, the thing is, they haven't. I don't think Lyda and Seg have have done that ever. They're they're not. They right. haven't mixed their genes in the Codex. Right. So, I mean, I guess you could argue that potentially, if they have babies the old-fashioned way, that's actually how Druzad is born. What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean by that? The old-fashioned way. A yeah. stork. He means a stork. No, I, I was talking about like uh, one of those caramels you get from uh, from a candy jar, like uh-huh. a little old-fashioned, an old-fashioned mm-hmm. candy. Oh a butterscotch. Oh my that's how you okay. get baby, and and that's the sex talk for, uh, for you <laughs> listeners. You know what I mean. Uh, so uh, if uh, you anyway, put your I mean, hand I... in the caramel jar, and that's sex. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out, regardless exactly how Zod comes about. But well, it's going to we be were a talking... weird thing if they're like, "Hey, I know how we beat you. We'll just never have sex ever again." Well, but they d- ostensibly they love each other at the end of this episode, so uh, you know that's part of it. Uh, but I do think the way that he at the end of the last episode we were like, oh, maybe Lyda because Lyda's dead, maybe she's not the mom, and this has all been a bit of a, a, a sham. And Zod actually knows who his parents are. Uh, we were guessing that it was maybe Jaina and uh, Dev. But this episode, it makes a lot of sense that he would keep Lyda um, trapped there because she does need to eventually give birth to him. But it did make me think he hasn't cared about Seg at all. He's not yeah. like, Seg, stay alive so you can make me. Um, he's like, oh, I don't care about you. Yeah. I don't know. It does feel like there's still the possibility of a twist there, but also the way this episode played out, it still feels like, yeah, they are actually his parents. That was already the twist, is that uh, he is Superman's uncle, or however that works. Um I, I don't understand that part. I know butterscotch stuff when it comes to babies, but I don't get the rest of it. Um, yeah. Um, well, it, it did make me think, what's la- we have two episodes left. What's going to happen? Uh, are we going <laughs> to get... Uh, obviously, we had the players on the board, Doomsday, Brainiac, Zod, uh, Lobo, Space Wolverine's probably going to be coming back. You had to say that, huh? You couldn't just go a whole episode and not be a douche? I don't know it what you're talking about. It doesn't make any sense. It's cross-universe bullshit, man. You don't, you're not making any sense. Uh, talking to the guy who's probably going to say bub next episode. Uh, with all these uh, characters on the board, like that's a lot of uh, people, villains, to sort of mix up here. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope they get there. I, I've mentioned this on the past couple of episodes, but it feels like... You know, stuff has been happening, but the first couple of episodes, there were so many things going on, and it almost feels like in the middle of a war between a planet and a moon, things have calmed down a little bit for the past couple of episodes, other than Lyda dying, uh, which obviously that was a big event, but... uh, 
I want to see it get crazy. I want to see Lobo and Doomsday and Brainiac and Zod all at the same time, because that's what was so great about the first season was that Seg was just a regular dude stuck in the middle of this. That there's no way he could win. Now it's starting to feel like the good guys are always on top. Like they wander in wherever they want to go. Even when they get captured, they still are on top of the plan. And granted, Zod is in charge, but... I want to see the danger amp up for them a lot more in these last two episodes. Pete. Uh, I would like to see General Zod uh, stop being so wishy-washy and either be the ruthless General Zod that we know or don't. Because having him be ruthless one scene and then want to get to know people and talk to a minion about toxins and how cool it is. You know, like, be General Zod or don't be General Zod. The back and forth is killing me. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd also like to get Nessa either have her baby or never get her baby back because the losing the baby, then, uh, having, yeah, it was just, it's too heartbreaking to keep reliving that. You want to see her get her baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back. Exactly. And I would also like to not stop intense situations to like, I mean, they were literally running away from the guards and everything that was happening. They were like, hey, let's stop and let them make out a little bit. This is important for some reason. You know, no, get them out of there, and then they can make out all they no, want. Making we'll out is all important. stand around and making watch people make out. Making out is important, Pete. Making out's important. Look at any movie people make out in most movies. Yeah, for No example, matter what's going on. We bought a zoo. They're about to buy the zoo, <laughs> and then they make out. And that's a huge situation for them. It's a high stakes situation in that movie, buying a zoo. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, there's a lot of stuff that I can I think could potentially happen here. Um, I was thinking uh, Lyda could uh, sacrifice herself um, to uh, eliminate Zod, um, which I thought mm-hmm. I think could be an interesting way to go out. Why she would cut her throat? Is that Something. what you wanted to do? I'm not saying I want her to do that, but that to me uh, might be a, a way to go. Um, I also, and then it sets up a cliffhanger of like they have to like go back in time or something to get Lyda back. Uh, I was also th- thinking who ends up raising Jorel with Seg? Is it Lyda or Nyssa? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, Kem and Adam and it's all three men and a baby situation. <laughs> oh, classic. That would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I could also see, given that they've set up the Black Mercy, I could see a situation at the end of the season where they haven't killed Zod, but they put the Black Mercy on Zod, and they have to figure out what to do with him. Because I think the thrust of this season is Zod won at the end of the last season. Can they beat him? They still have a very far way to go before they reset time and fix things. Uh, but... Zod, freeing Krypton from Zod is the first thing that they need to do. I think Doomsday ends up coming over to the Rebels' side. Um, really? Yes. Good Doomsday. A good Doomsday. I mean, no, huh. this this season's built around finding sympathy for Doomsday, so it only makes sense he he will perhaps using the Black Mercy uh, break his hold and somehow uh, come back and fight for Seg and crew um, against uh, Brainiac Zod. Uh, I also think Space Wolverine will be helpful. Oh, my uh, God. Brainiac, we, before, we thought that maybe Brainiac was inside um, him, uh, and I don't think that's true anymore. Yeah. Uh, all wait, right. Be- wait. Yes, Pete. Could we 
can you please tell me? I had to wait the whole fucking episode. What did you guys think it meant when he was staring at the goddamn Black Mercy? I think he took a lot of L's this episode, and I think he was like, man, I need some mercy right now. I think he was just looking at it as this is the way that I'm, I'm going to harvest the shit out of this thing so I can keep control of Doomsday, and I'm going to take vengeance on absolutely everybody. Plus, I bet he was, had a lot of pride just as a gardener. He was like, man, mm-hmm. I cultivated this flower inside a body. Like, I have a small garden, and it's, you never know what's going to happen. The tomatoes yeah. totally overtook the peas for me. Maybe he was looking at it and thinking, you know what? That was a good episode of Justice League Unlimited, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's one thing that we don't talk about on the show a lot is how uh, Zod watches a lot of uh, aught, aughts television. Uh, yeah. A he lot has of direct TV. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I mean, it's a, a great of... show. It's a great show. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely yeah. better than this show. They don't let uh, him watch the Zod episodes, though. No, they don't. Uh, they usually like, ah, let's just switch over to Animaniacs and Tiny Toons. What do you think? Yeah, back into the 90s stuff. That was a great block. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, Before it was fantastic. We wrap up this episode as we do every episode. We have a very hard, very tricky trivia question. Uh, I think it's my turn, actually, to do some trivia so, yes. this yep. episode. So here we go. Steal yourselves, guys. This is going to be a difficult one. Now, there's a character on Krypton. Ooh, steal. We... Maybe that's a clue. Mm, is, Man uh, of I don't know steel. why it would be. Man uh, of Steel? I don't, I don't know what that means. Is that a... Is S that period, like, T period, E period, E period, L period, the famous Superman-based movie. Oh, right, 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 right. So there's a character on Krypton. We've been talking about him a lot. His name is Drew Zod, but he has another name. He has a villain name that gets used in the comics a lot. Do you know? It's kind of a title, actually, more than a name, more than a proper name. Ah. What is it? Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, Pete, what is it? Andy Cap. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it's Drew. When we established that's Andrew, right. Andy, Andy, Andy yeah. Cap. Yep. Mm. And he loves eating French fries and he loves yeah. getting yep. kicked out of his local bar. Oh. Yes. And in uh, Guatemala, a Zod is a hat of a sort. So I guess that, that does make sense for you to say Andy Cap. Nailed exactly. it. Yeah. Doff your Zod, everyone. But that's and not correct. That's not actually it. Justin, do you have a guess? A title uh, that he goes by something else. Is it uh, Pride and Prejudice Zod? That is a title. <laughs> and he does have both pride and prejudice. That's what I'm saying. It makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or uh, is, no, it how I, is it How I Met Your Mother Zod? No, I'm just thinking I, of the only titles I can think of. No, it... It, I, I, I want to say it's We Bought a Zuzod, but it's Zuzod. not a, Fort Lauderdale Zuzod. Zod. Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale Zod. Zod. These are all things that we said earlier in the episode, so that's good. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually General Zod. General Zod. That's what they call him in the oh, comics sometimes. Yeah. Because he is very vague, usually. Right. I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that makes like, sense. He's just Plus, kind of talking. Talking he's, around stuff. He's related to um, famed insurance provider, The General. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. uh, the if you'd like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by, and two of us will chat with you about Krypton. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. 
Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live and at After Krypton. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. And we'll see you after Krypton. Zooby zooby zod, everybody. Space elevator.